Today our guest is Matthew Arcari, along with his rescue dog, Double Butters, the first dog on the Preferred Shore Real Estate Podcast. Matthew is a 20-year mortgage banker, currently with North Point Bank, and he has provided quality funding solutions for our customers at Preferred Shore for more than five years. In this discussion, we talk about Matthew's principles for choosing who to do business with, drilling down into your numbers to set strategic business goals, and qualifying the underlying reason why it is that you do what you do. Without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Matthew and Double Butters Arcari. Welcome to the Preferred Shore Podcast. Here's your host, Robert Milligan. Matthew Arcari, thank you so much for coming to the Preferred Shore Real Estate Podcast. Oh my gosh, pleasure to be here, honestly. And, and who do we have here? Well, I'm fortunate enough to have my, uh, my companion, Double Butters. So <laughs> just rescued him about a year ago. He's nine and a half and he tends to go with me everywhere, kind of the office mascot. I absolutely love it. And um, Butters has been, and, and it's, is it Butters or Double Butters? Well, it's Double Butters. The brief story there is I rescue dogs. I've been doing it for 18 years. The previous Yellow Lab I had was named Butters, okay. a la South Park, for all you viewers out there that <laughs> enjoy that. And if you don't like Matt uh, and Trey Parker, then I can't <laughs> That's speak okay to that. Too. <laughs> but um, so uh, unfortunately, the original Butters passed. Mm. Uh, and um, so I rescued him a year ago, and he he was like a double wide and I just kind of double butters and it stuck. So love it. Well, yep. he's the, uh, the first, uh, pet on the podcast, maybe, maybe the only, so, uh, well done. Well, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting us be here. Definitely. Well, for those that don't know you, you've got a very extensive background in the mortgage world and lending and, and as a banker even, and, um, you know, want to get into a little bit about that, but also one of the things that I've admired about you for quite a long time, we've had a really great working relationship now for, I want to say at least six years, seven years, so, getting at least. up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I keep waiting for you to screw up, but you never do. So. <laughs> but uh, you give great service to our, our realtors. We are certainly appreciative of that. But one of the things that I've really come to admire is the way that you plan each year for your business and really know your numbers and dive deep into that. And also some of the principles that you have associated with um, networking and things in general. So, yeah. um, but before we get into all of that, you know, maybe I'd love to just, you know, fill in some details on your, your personal background <laughs> professional history and my sordid past <laughs> <laughs> so sure. yeah where 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 are you from originally sure originally from detroit okay. and um grew up there youngest of six kids four sisters a brother okay um parents were in the medical um community my father was a surgeon and um bounced around a little bit after college went to chicago back to detroit uh, out to New York, back to Detroit, and then came down to Sarasota 20 years ago. Um, absolutely love it. Love our market, love the people that we do business with. I truly feel it is just a perfect fit for me and um, for my lifestyle. So yeah. um, I feel very fortunate there. Yeah, so you had a lot, that's a lot of, <laughs> lot of siblings. So are, and are you the baby? Or the, I am. Okay. I'm the baby, guilty as <laughs> charged. But I try not to act like a spoiled brat. On the other hand, I think, if anything in life, um, my dad was six foot, my brother's six foot, my sisters are 5'10", 5 5'9", 5 5 and then my other sister, my mom, and I are a little bit vertically challenged. <laughs> so I think being the youngest and that combined always made it something 
that I had to maybe just strive a little extra hard or jump a little extra higher, um, mm -hmm. maybe not for attention, but just to, to meet the standards that, quite honestly, my parents set for all of us. And I think we're, I'm fortunate to be from a family that uh, has just seen a lot of success in each individual. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. And so, and then you eventually ended up in, in New York City for a while, right? I did. I went to New York for a while, um, have family still out there. You know, fascinating being uh, from Detroit, but spending some time in New York, spending some time in Chicago, I think it really exposes oneself to those bigger city uh, business uh, acquiums and and it's uh, it's only been just contributing to you know my learning experience as a professional which I think we all are just constantly learning I don't sure. think I think I'll be disappointed if I'm ever stopping learning and our industry is a perfect mm -hmm. example of that yeah. I, I think it affords that for that's, us that's one of the things I love about our industry is that yeah. you know you never really feel like you've got it all figured out you know it keeps you on your on your toes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> especially in 2008 2009 and so so how long when did you first get into the mortgage business so I, I came down to Florida 20 years ago and I've been in the mortgage industry about six 16 and a half, 17 years. Okay. Um, after 9-11, um, I was with a company uh, when the planes hit the building. Literally, my division was wiped out. Mm. So I took about a year and a half off, and I thought long and hard, uh, much like I try to do at the beginning of every year, working on my business plan. But I thought long and hard about my career. I did a Ben Franklin. Um, for those of you that may be familiar with a Ben Franklin or not, um, it's basically taking a blank piece of paper, drawing a line down the middle of it, and looking at the pros and the cons, and filling those down on each side of the page. So when I was evaluating what I thought my next career move was, I wrote all the positive things down one side of the page, things that I loved the most about my previous careers. And then on the negative side, I wrote the things that I'd really like just to stay away from, been there, done that, don't want that to be incorporated in my next avocation and pursuit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really important that, you know, something that goes back to my father raising us, he had always said, pursue your passion, don't focus on the money. Now, I know in our industry, it's kind of hard not to focus on the money, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I took that to heart. And so when I did the Ben Franklin, it became very apparent that I enjoyed working in a career where there was no limit to my income. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind being straight commission. I don't need a salary. I don't want anyone controlling my time. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone telling me what clients I have to work with. Mm -hmm. um, but I also wanted to be in an industry where I was helping people. Uh, and I also enjoy multiple deals and transactions. I like winning deals uh, as opposed to managing a client and a client relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like you found the absolute perfect fit with that set of criteria. I got lucky, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I feel super fortunate at what I do. Yeah, that's great. So, um, so speaking of, you know, being a little bit choosy with who you do business with, yeah. you know, that's a luxury that, that I've really um, recognized that you've, you've capitalized on that, you know, you're very intentional about the relationships that you have. Um, what are some guiding principles as to people that, that, that you're willing to work with versus people that you won't necessarily enjoy working with quite as much? Do you have some predefined? Uh, <laughs> it's a good question. Mm -hmm. Robert always seems to have great questions coming from that side of the couch. Uh, but it is, it's a good question. You know, I think intentional is the key word. And you really uh, struck on something that I'm not sure enough folks plan for because perhaps they might feel that it's a little convoluted, mm -hmm. but it's not. Being intentional is being respectful for other people and their time, as mm -hmm. well as yours. 
Um, so I, I think being intentional, I've been able to focus on wanting to first and foremost do business with people I like. Mm-hmm. Um, some people in my industry refer to it as do they pass the beer test. I really don't care for beer. There might be other <laughs> spirits that I enjoy. But uh, the beer test, or I've always said, look, I'm in a foxhole. For instance, I'm a residential mortgage lender. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a deal blowing up, I want you to know that I've got your back. No matter what's going on, it's not a problem. It's a situation. And there is a resolution. Mm-hmm. And when one partners with people that they can trust that they know they're not out to assign blame, but if anything, diminish and provide a solution to the situation without parties having to find out about it and it becoming a mountain out of a molehill. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to discriminate with the folks that you are going to align yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it can be very intentional, but it's it's to the respect of the relationship that's on both sides. Right. I want my business partners to know that they have 100% of the Matthew R. Carey mortgage team. I mean, mm-hmm. end of story. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's counterintuitive to turn business away when, yeah. when you want more business. And, and, a, and somebody in your position earlier in their career might be you know, even more so reluctant to do that. But, um, but I think that the wrong relationships slow you down and make you less productive. And so, yes. you know, as counterintuitive as it is, um, you, you're ultimately much more productive to align with people that are serving the ultimate mission. And I think that's very smart and very strategic. Um, so that, that said, um, you know, in our industry, we don't have relationships for quite as long, uh, you know, of, of a period. We have customers who are very transactional, and then once they're out of our lives, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot of interaction. In, in your industry, it's a bit more of a repeat relationship with the realtors that you choose to partner up with. Yes. Um, you know, is, is there any particular way that, that you go about, you know, identifying the right realtor partners? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there there is, and it's and it's a very objective approach. Mm-hmm. Subjective, the beer test or the foxhole. You know, do you feel comfortable with that person? I really enjoy getting to know people, know what their motivators are, know what their why is, mm-hmm. and I want people to know what my why is, and and I can delve into that in a moment. But um, yeah, it has to meet a certain criteria, and 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 objectively, a fair number of that criteria are based on numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that I would never work with a new agent if anything love that opportunity mm-hmm. but um, we have to we have to be able to be there and make the commitment for you with a large book of business to make sure that you know that we're going to be taking care of your customers the commitment that we made two five ten years ago sure so um, it is important to be aligned with Obviously, buyer's agent, since I'm a residential lender, we mm-hmm. help provide financing, but we do much more than that. We're available for questions. Look, if I'm not even involved in your deal, as you know, and your agents know, you can pick up the phone and call me seven days a week and say, hey, you know what, Matthew, I'm getting this from this other side and this other lender. Is that really kind of the case? And I'll be happy to confirm that. So mm-hmm. I think that's demonstrative of thinking beyond one's wallet and trying to really think for the betterment of the individual that you partner with and their success. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, discriminatory of, of, of whom I'm going to commit my time and my team's time to. Because if I commit to you and I commit 
to other people that I don't feel are in a partnership, mm -hmm. it's actually a disservice to you. And I'm not being, I don't want to say loyal, but I'm just not being true. Uh, and, and that's very important because as we all know, the only thing that we have in life is our integrity. And mm -hmm. when you look in the mirror, you want to make sure that you're living up to the standards that you set for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's very well said. That's a great philosophy. And, um, you know, one, another thing I've admired about the way that you conduct your business and promote your business, you've, you've got a uh, long-running track record of being one of the most prolific lenders in town, and you don't really advertise whatsoever. <laughs> okay, cut. That's d we're done. No. <laughs> Which, That's um, kind of you. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, you're the sort of a, of a person when I meet other lenders, you know, they're like, you know, that Ma Matthew Arcari, who is this guy? Who is this masked man? You know, he's, yeah. like, he's like a ghost. No, you know, nobody knows who you are. You, well. you know, you're not doing any, like, print ads or in magazines right. or, or stuff. So, um, but, but I know that you do strategically network quite a bit. Yeah. That's where you put your energy is, yeah. is going out. Um, to public places, meeting people. Yep. Um, you're a member of a private club in town. And, yeah. you know, maybe if you wanted to share the way that you think about choosing where and how to engage with people in that way. Sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I think we're all so busy and we go out to dinner and we look at a couple sitting at a table and they're both looking at their phone. And I love the idea of an environment that lends itself to get to know the individual and maybe have more of their attention uh, and, and see them relax and maybe put down a little bit of their guard so I could see the real person. Mm -hmm. Because I'm perfectly happy to invest a five-hour afternoon in lunch and golf to get to know somebody, to find out whether I can actually be an asset for them. And if I can't, I feel compelled to network them to people that can. Mm -hmm. So it's not always me. Sure. I'm not always the right answer. But for the right fit, <clears throat> I think it's important that I get to know where people are coming from, and they me. Mm -hmm. So um, other type of networking that I think is, again, more personal, it might be going out for a coffee or a tea, possibly an adult beverage, but just, uh, just being present in the market mm -hmm. and being seen in the market with people that are that are doing business mm -hmm. and that are doing good business. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's the stress, I think, is if you affiliate yourself with a group of people, if you run in certain circles uh, where you have people that are at the top of their game, mm -hmm. um, I think it elevates your game because, I, for me anyway, it makes me look to all the things that they're doing, such as yourself and the Preferred Shore, you've got a great following, and it's, it's, it's the type of thing you can't buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you cultivate that, Robert, very hard. And um, we all know that in the industry, whether it's um, attorneys, whether it's uh, bankers, whether it's mm -hmm. other realtors. I mean, it's an envious position that you've put yourself in, but you've worked very hard at that. Thank you. And I think that uh, positioning yourself to know the Robert Milligans of the world and, and, and try and be a good business partner um, will we'll pay dividends down the road. Yeah, well, yeah. you're good at it. And um, another interesting component of just being a successful entrepreneur is, um, you know, you've built a team. It's not not just the Matthew R. Carey show. Right. You know, you've got some great staff. Um, and, and, you know, what are, what are some ways that you think about team building and, yeah. and finding great matches for the supporting roles? And Boy, that's a great question, especially nowadays where we do interview a number of people. And we, we, we hold a, a standard, I think, to ourselves, and we hope that people will live up to that. Um, 
more than anything, it is the individual and the character that I look to. Mm-hmm. So I've recently brought some people onto my team that literally have no zero experience in banking. However, some of the best customer service experience and knowledge that I ever gained in my life was working in the food service industry. Mm-hmm. If you can work in that industry, I, th- I think you can survive in our industry because mm-hmm. it's tough. You and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind getting a no. A no means I'm closer to a yes, mm-hmm. and we have to be resilient. But So it's people with attitudes like that. I can teach them the business and the right way because we have a, a defined process in place. But putting those team members together is integral to my success. I base my success on the success of my team. Mm-hmm. I want to afford them a good environment to work in. Sometimes we have some four-legged friends in the, in the audience, and it brings a nice <laughs> chill. Or not the audience, in the office, but it right. brings a nice chill to the, um, to, to the vibe there. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I, I, I don't discriminate against age. I've got people in their 60s working on my team, and I've got people in their late 20s working on my team. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is really holding that high uh, level of... Um, uh, of, of meeting the, the, the personality as opposed to the skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't mind going off the beaten path and being contrarian and saying, well, gee, I can't hire Robert. He doesn't have 14 years of lending experience. Right. Not at all. I mm-hmm. think what I see in Robert and I see his goals and his success, uh, we can bring him along and he can become a, a very valuable asset to the team. Yeah, very smart. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, shifting gears a touch now, yeah. um, one thing that I think our audience would be really interested to know more about, because it's very applicable to a realtor planning their career overall oh, in their yeah. year. So, so you have, um, is it like a mastermind process that you do annually um, where you really dive deep into your numbers and, you know, yeah. as much as you could share about that, sure. you know, I mean, just the little minutia would be great. To Absolutely. Know more and about this and you've really, you've really hit on, you, you, you struck a chord with me that every day I'm becoming more and more passionate about, and not about my own planning, but about actually helping others succeed by having a plan. But planning is very important, as we all know. Uh, And if we're not planning, if you don't have something written down, you're not planning. Don't kid yourself. Mm -hmm. The first thing that you have to do, I think, in my mind, is understand what your why is. You know, what's your why? I know what my why is, Mm -hmm. and I'll share that with you. My why, this might sound like a corny story, so bear with me. <laughs> so I grew up the sixth child um, in, a, in a, I grew up very fortunate, very fortunate. Uh, my father was a surgeon, but a stereotypical surgeon, stereotypical doctor. I would watch workers come to the house. Gee, we have to put new windows in the house. Okay, doc, we'll get that done. And my father really was just trusting that these people would you know, not do him wrong and take advantage of him financially because, mm-hmm. you know, he operated on people's children and did the same thing. Sure. Excellent service. And, you know, he was dealing in life and death. So I sat there and I watched him over the years get taken advantage of sometimes financially. My why and why I set out to do what I do is simply to ensure that people, the consumers are not taken advantage of, that they're getting a fair deal and they're getting excellence in service. Mm-hmm. So that's my why. And from there, we build a business plan down. 
we have to identify what our number is. So whether you're a realtor, whether you're a banker, whether you're a real estate attorney, you have to know what your number is. What are you going for? Mm -hmm. And then you can work backwards from that. So for instance, I sat this week um, and had the great privilege to sit with a, uh, a newer agent, but certainly an up-and-comer. In their first year, uh, this individual did 12 transactions. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's Excellent. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So I was asking him that first question, and we identified what his goal was. His particular situation was he's newly married. He wanted to put a quarter million dollars in the bank within five years. I mm -hmm. said, terrific. How many transactions do you do each year that you're listing? How many that are on the, um, that where you've got the buyers on the seller side? Mm -hmm. And we talked about it, and we started to dissect the numbers. Great. How many telephone calls? How many calls on past expireds? How many this? How many that do you need to get to? If you have to make 10 calls on past expireds to get one listing, great. Mm -hmm. If you want three listing sales every month, there's the math, there 30. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy. Mm -hmm. But until you break it down like that, it, it can become either gray, mysterious, gee, I don't understand this voodoo, but it's really not voodoo. Mm -hmm. Just taking the time to um, really dissect it. And so when I say that I'm daily becoming just more and more rewarded personally, mm -hmm. uh, it's because I love the idea of, of, of helping others, and in no way am I a business guru, but I've got a framework that we can help direct young professionals or, or established realtors mm -hmm. um, in growing their business and being intentional, as you pointed out, uh, which you very, you very much are in the growth of your uh, brokerage, to be intentional about what we do mm -hmm. and to be focused on the numbers and to not... Again, I don't want to sound disingenuous, but not waste our time right. in areas and investments of our time, effort, money, away from our families. Mm -hmm. If we are not doing the things we need to do to achieve the goals, and achieving the goals should add up to your why and why yeah. you do what you do. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely love that. Um, one thing that comes to my mind as you're speaking, and, and I think it's so great, and, and it's also conversely unfortunate how many people don't take the time to know why they're doing what they're doing or much less the incremental steps necessary, you know, in terms of the number of phone calls, the right activities, you know, isolating those core ideas. Um, you know, it is unfortunate how many people don't take that, that time. But of the ones that do, um, you know, we all have a hard time sometimes staying on track yeah. to, you know, and I know sometimes that plans get made and then they get stuck in the, in the top dresser drawer or whatever, yep. and, uh, <laughs> and then they don't come back out again right. till the end of the year. So is, are there any, any ways or disciplines that, that you go back and review things or keep yourself on track? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think, I believe what you're hitting on is, uh, could be summed up in one word, in my opinion, and that's consistency. Mm -hmm. So we have a plan, and I don't have a problem sharing uh, my plan. Mm -hmm. Mondays, I make calls to my business partners. What's up? How's it going? What can I do to help? Mm -hmm. What are you working on that I can take off your plate? Let us know how we can help. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays, we make calls to every transaction that we have in process. So calls to the buyer, calls to the buyer's agent, the listing agent, and the closing attorney. Let everybody know what's going on, that we're through underwriting, everything's on track. 
the goal there is to save the buyer's agent and the listing agent time from communicating with each other, mm-hmm. as well as the title company. Mm-hmm. That way they can go out and do what? Sell another deal. Right. We calculate that on every transaction, just by our Tuesday calls alone, we're saving realtors anywhere from one hour to five hours per transaction that mm-hmm. would take them away from going out and conducting other business. That's us trying to help your community close more deals. Mm-hmm. If when, we could um, pause, pause real quick before we get oh, to Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> That's sorry. okay. No, I love it. Don't want to interrupt. But I, I just want to commend how amazing that that is because um, you're not, in my opinion, saving time for sometimes realtors communicating. I think you're saving deals completely because there's a lot of times that realtors, unfortunately, don't communicate with everybody. Right. And it's very easy for there to be miscommunications and, you know, that can snowball out of control. Yep. So, so yep. I, I think it's more than saving time. I think it's actually potentially saving deals. Well, we so, hope so. And, yeah. and it is that it's, it's process and it's communication, which I'd like to if I can, at the end of my week, um, (laughs) focus on Wednesday calls. Mm -hmm. Wednesday calls are to existing clients. Mm -hmm. The biggest mistake, anybody who continues to listen to this, in no matter what profession you're in, is to fail to communicate to your client base. Mm -hmm. You worked hard to gain their trust. You were successful in the transaction. The biggest mistake we as salespeople make is not cultivating that relationship. Yeah. Put them on a drip campaign. Mm-hmm. It's a telephone call once every quarter. Mm-hmm. It's a birthday card. Mm-hmm. It's an email with something that would be pertinent to their life, either their personal goals or maybe the transaction itself, real estate, business, what have you. Sure. So the Wednesday calls are imperative. Um, there's a statistic in my business that I find fascinating. For every 100 clients you have that you've closed a loan. If you're calling your database, you can count on one more transaction, closed transaction every month Hmm. by just simply staying in touch with your database four times a year, once a quarter. Very interesting, and I believe that. And and I didn't believe it, Mm -hmm. and when I started implementing this, I was blown away. I was like, thank God I've got such a big database. Yes, of course. Um, And then the Thursday calls, the Thursday calls are to the people that you've referred to us, but you have not yet found a home. Mm -hmm. So they're the pre-approved, but seeking and looking for a new home, Mm -hmm. not yet under contract. Fridays, you know, Fridays need to be a day where you kind of, you know, that's a busy week. You need to actually give yourself a chance to replenish your batteries. Sure. So Fridays might be a day that you'd plan on going out and playing tennis or going out sailing or going out golfing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to uh, communication and process. Okay. Communication, much like our Tuesday calls, I think is imperative. Mm. Um, you just can't over-communicate. I had a call yesterday on my Tuesday calls, and the listing agent said, yeah, that's great. I'm a mega producer. I don't need any calls unless there's a problem. Good. I'm fine with that. Let me know how you prefer to be communicated to. Mm -hmm. So she was appreciative, but at the same time, I appreciate how busy she is. Sure. So I think that was fair. Mm -hmm. I agree. Process. Process in my business is everything. Mm. Your company has a phenomenal process. If you're listing a property, you're letting the buyer know somebody's going to, or I'm sorry, the owner know that somebody's scheduled to go into that property. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then after the, the, uh, the, the potential buyer has gone through with their agent, you're getting feedback from that agent right. and sharing that with your customers. Mm-hmm. Your process, that, to me, that's phenomenal. In my business, and having a process is absolutely key to our success. And so we front load our process in order to address the biggest complaint by consumers in our industry of successfully achieving or attaining a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And that is the lack of communication, the multiple requests of the same information from their lender, (laughs) not talking to the same people. I mean, it's just, it's, it's silly. So we front load the process and we make sure that we're gathering everything we can that we know an underwriter is going to need up front. And we communicate what our process is from the very first email, Mm -hmm. literally an email with step by step this is what we're going to do first. This is what you can expect second. This is how we're going to get to closing with no surprises third. And this is what, you know, the final closing disclosure should mm-hmm. and will reflect. Right. So I think having, and I, I feel like I'm oversimplifying the process, but having a process in place that's always a fine-tuned machine, right? It's, sure. You can always tweak it. Having a team that is comfortable enough to speak to the head point of the team and say, hey, we do it this way, but I had an idea. What do you think about tweaking it this way? That to me is the greatest uh, level of success one can achieve in building a team Mm -hmm. when they're actually bringing potential solutions to uh, a process to just fine tune it even better. Right. I agree. And, um, you know, in my own experience, there's been times that I've gotten a process started yeah. and I feel like the, the actual crowning achievement of knowing I've done my job is when the team starts doing it better than I do and I can just step out. And, uh, you know, if I try to, to meddle with the process, then I actually start screwing everything up. So, you know, and, that, <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. It <laughs> is. It, it's, a, it's a fishing pole, not a basket of fish. Mm-hmm. It, it truly is. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Love that. Yeah. So, um, so staying on track, um, are there any little, little mental, uh, tricks or things that you just keep like I mean as part of your daily routine to you know just make sure that you're in the right state to start the day or any little habitual things like that that come to mind maybe things to keep yourself on track yeah you know I think there are I I I truly feel um, and I'll hearken back on process I truly feel that having a plan and having a daily schedule process allows me to fall onto a schedule where I almost don't even need to know what I need to do next because it's there for me. Right, right. So um, tricks for an attitude, you know, are certainly, you know, mind and health and, I mean, Mm-hmm. He- health and wealth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it doesn't matter how much money you have if you're not taking care of yourself. Right. Um, and I think in our community, we're very fortunate to have uh, quality people all around us. But mm-hmm. it's seeking out those quality relationships, whether they be professional, personal, or hopefully both. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to somebody that I work seven days a week. I happen to be a realtor and they're like, huh, I don't work seven days a week. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I work seven days a week because I love the people that I'm with. That mm-hmm. might mean I'm out on a boat with them, but it's still, you know, sure. it's building relationships. Yep. Exactly. To mm-hmm. your point earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, the, you know, I think it's important, you know, to, to balance, uh, try and balance your health, your 
physical working out, mm-hmm. your uh, mental um, you know, ability, and, and also getting away f- and vacationing to give your batteries a chance to recharge. So even though I just mm-hmm. said I work seven days a week, <laughs> um, I think I'm only just trying to mirror the partners like yourself sure. that are always on seven days a week for yeah. our customers. Well, you've, you've created a life that you don't need to escape from on vacation. You know, you yes. you love what you do, and it doesn't Absolutely. drain you. you yeah, know, so that's yeah. Great. And, um, you know, I'm sure you probably take take little spins around the block. You're lucky enough to live in downtown Sarasota. <laughs> Very fortunate. So, so Double yep. Butters is probably walking all around with you every morning. And he <laughs> is. He's quite the icon. There are several uh, watering holes that have been kind enough to allow him through the uh, <laughs> through the front door. Sometimes probably I'm only allowed in there because he's with me. But, yep, I'm very lucky. That's amazing. Um, so, so do you have any thoughts, anything that you'd like to share about living downtown and just Sarasota in general? I, I, I couldn't promote it enough. I think we're just so blessed and fortunate to have the type of environment and the community that we have to live in, mm-hmm. whether it be a historic residence or whether it be a brand new uh, condominium overlooking the bay and the, and the harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we've got so much to offer potential retirees, baby boomers moving down, but also local families that are growing up here and recognizing how nice it is to have a pedestrian lifestyle. My personal interest in living downtown, I walk three blocks to my office. Um, I have a pedestrian lifestyle where I can go shopping at three different grocery stores within a, a walking distance, and I get mm-hmm. to go down to the farmer's market every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's truly unique, and it's, it's alluring. And especially when we look at, again, statistically, where are we with the baby boomers retiring and moving down here? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're moving down here with significant amount of wealth. They can afford the high-end condos downtown, or they can afford a single-family dwelling. Sure. But I think, um, I think the draw of our area in whole, not just the beaches or not just the arts or the theater, but the draw of the area as a whole combined with the people that are here make it so attractive. I know that's what keeps me here. I'll, I, I, I will not be leaving anytime <laughs> soon if I can do anything about well, it. I, I second that. <laughs> I absolutely love, love living And people here. like yeah. you. I mean, I just feel so fortunate to have met you, your family, your friends, uh, whom we all do business with. We, so. we do. So, you know, and I, I'll edify you a little further because, you know, as, as a broker in my role, I'm very cautious to, to in, endorse any third-party service provider. And, you know, as I mentioned, you're on a very short list of just a very small handful of lenders that I would confidently put in front of our customer base and, and feel confident that you're going to do a great job. So, well, uh, like I said, you know, I, I tease, but, uh, but you know, I've, I've been waiting for years for you to, st- to screw up, and we give you quite a bit, well, <laughs> and, and you never have. It's so. an honor. Thank you. It's a, truly an honor to work with you, uh, to work with your competitors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just... Everybody's game is elevated mm-hmm. when we are all playing as hard as we're playing. I, I agree. And, yeah. you know, something that um, is a, a unique conversation I can have with you that our audience would probably be interested in is that, you know, as, as you mentioned, our, our um, competitors as well, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie in the realtor industry with amongst the good agents at different brokerages. And we have a lot of mutual friends in that space. Yeah. And, um, and don't you think it's interesting how we can all get together and truly help and serve one another? Isn't it? I think it's an absolute blessing. I, 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 I could not be happier and feel more fortunate to serve the people we serve, work with those that we work, mm-hmm. 
uh, those that recognize this does not need to be a zero-sum game where, you know, screw or be screwed. Mm -hmm. Everybody can win, and let's not forget why we're here. If not for the customer, we don't exist. Right. And um, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you, you, put, it, you put it very, very succinctly, and I, I just, uh, again, I just feel like today is a blessing and tomorrow is certainly a gift. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't say that lightly, but at the same time, those that know me know exactly why I just said that. But, you know, we live in paradise. We work with terrific people. And, uh, and I think one should always embrace and recognize excellence, even if it is coming from across the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Is there anything else that comes to mind that you're hoping to share with our audience or that we haven't gotten to? No, let's go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. It was a tremendous opportunity, as always, to be affiliated and associated with Preferred Shore. You know thank that. You. And I mean that from my heart. And um, somebody anything, may uh, have fallen asleep. But is I, there anything uh, Double Butters wants to add? Yeah, I we... think he's <laughs> ready for a dog bone. Oh, um, thank you, Robert. The, you're very welcome, Matthew. What's the best place? for people to reach out to you if they have it, a... If people have any questions about any situation, it does not need to be a transaction. Those that work with me know that. It doesn't have to be a deal. Love what I do and happy to help out. Um, Matthew Arcary Mortgage Team can be reached at... Uh, 941 mm -hmm. Also, um, we're on the web, so that would be North Point Bank. Mm -hmm. I represent a, a lender that is lending in all 50 states. Um, and we're here just to be a resource for anyone, anyone yeah. at any time. Yeah. Well, I want to thank our audience for joining us today. And again, of course, want to thank you, Matthew, Appreciate for being the great business partner that you are and for taking some time out of your day for this conversation. And uh, I'm sure that we'll get to see you again before too long. I hope so. Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure.